0: So, join me on this journey speaking to ordinary women doing extraordinary things for new insights, new ideas, new medical breakthroughs, and new life lessons. You will be inspired to find your best life here and now. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire, and this is your Second Wind podcast. Welcome, Second Wind. Today, I am introducing you to a wonderful woman. Her name is Karma Novak. She's a wife. She's a mother. She's a teacher. She's also the executive director of the I-58 mission, which is why you see all this stuff behind us. This is just one of many rooms of stuff. And being the executive director, as Karma said, actually means I just can clean the toilets and drive the box truck. (laughs) Which I thought was great. Because as the owner of a restaurant, oh, i I'm like, you. all yeah, I, it is I do is I do everything. Do all the things. She does all the things. But this is a very unique story. Karma <laughs> is one of those people that brings energy and love to everyone she touches. I used to, when I had my charity, be able to bring donated dog and cat food here. And I got my feet a little bit wet in it. And then we moved and got lime, And I just haven't been back. But boy, do I want to. Anyway, it's a pretty sweet place. It's really amazing. So many things have happened since I've been here last time. So welcome Karma to with oh the podcast God. Thank you for having me. Yes. I'm so excited. This is good. We've been trying to do this for a little <laughs> while. Let's start because who really wants to devote their time to sorting clothes and okay. food and <clears throat> dealing with all the stuff you deal with? I mean, hundreds of people come through here on a given what mm. Thursday. Great Thursday.
1: Yep, we get to love on a lot of folks.
0: Yeah. And the fact is <clears throat> you do love on them and offer them hope and dignity. And we're gonna talk a little bit about that, but what was the moment for you, your second wind, that turned into this huge
1: place? So we went to a very small church and tight-knit community. <laughs> Y'all excuse me, my allergies are crazy. And our church was doing an angel tree. But unlike when you go through one of the huge programs and maybe you drop your toys off at Toys for Tots or at the Walmart or someplace big, because it was tight-knit, we got to take the gifts straight to the family. So, oh, well, we go over and we are in all of our middle plastum feeling really good about ourselves and these great did Doing nice yeah. things for others. Yeah. And so we get there and we are completely in shock. It was... You're in shock? What do you mean you're in shock? I mean, I'd never seen anything like it. We get there and there's huge holes in the walls from rats. There's no running water in the bathtub and there's a child in the house. There's plastic where there should be glass on windows. It was devastating and they needed our toys like were ridiculous. I mean, it just didn't touch the needs that were there. So we loved on the mom and the daughter and we go to leave. And anybody that knows my husband and I know that I am the high strung one. I'm the type A. He is so low key, (laughs) like painfully low key, y'all. Sometimes I want him to get mad. (laughs) <laughs> and that day we get out to the car and he looks at me and he goes, what the hell have we been doing for 35 years? And we say we love Jesus and this lady and her kid are five minutes from our house. That's not okay. And that's literally the moment that it just, our whole lives shifted. So we started loving on this mama and- On your own. On our own. Okay. Start pulling in people, friends, like, okay, you can do carpentry. Can you come help? You can do plumbing. Can you oh, come Because out? you saw the different needs in your house. Yes. Well, let's at least <laughs> fix the water. Let's at
0: least fix the top, like whatever yes, you saw. They need running water. Yeah.
1: So we got a few people involved and it literally just grew legs. It was the weirdest. It's like, have you ever been in the ocean and you look up and your hotel's like a mile down and you don't feel <laughs> like you moved? That's how we felt. Like a wave just shifted our whole lives it was such a good it was bizarre so we started getting these random phone calls from strangers y'all literally strangers in our community hey we heard you were caring for people in poverty my wife wants a new washer and dryer our still works she just wants to upgrade do y'all need it could you use it for a family so it was crazy so all of a sudden like our garage is full of furniture and appliances My daughter had to sleep on her mattress in my son's room because her room was full of Rubbermaid containers of clothes. It just was crazy. It was literally crazy. And God just started this whole thing, this movement in our little town. And it's been a ride. It's been a ride. And we're going to get back to the
0: garage (laughs) because that was a huge part of it. So who is Karma? Who is this woman who's sitting in front of us who said, "Okay, I'm going to take on this family and then?
1: okay, I'm going to shift gears here. Yeah. I mean, I'd been teaching for, at that point, 16 years. I had my master's. I'd never led anything. I definitely never led in ministry. So it was a huge leap. It was a huge leap. However, you always were very connected with God, you said. Yeah.
0: Since you were a little girl. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really something that your parents like drilled
1: into you. No, my parents are hippies. Yeah. <laughs> right, sure. they and, and they've like, never so earned out of. Where did you get it. this from? I could not tell you. I mean, I've just always known that Jesus loves me and that He has a plan for me. And so interesting. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. So it's just He's always been my heart. And so, as a little kid, as no. a little kid, I mean, I would get on the church bus that came through our neighborhood where we knew no one. Like, I can't believe my parents let me get on this bus with these strangers. <laughs> But they would come through our little street and pick up kids to take them to church. And no adult went with me. But you led the church for that. Like, you're like, I'm going to go get on the bus now. Go. Your parents didn't say, OK, you better get out to the bus now. Absolutely it wasn't not. like that. No. Wow. No, knew that was part of, that was just who you were? part of me. Yeah.
0: OK. So how did that grow as you were going through school and into
1: high school, college kind of thing? It was just always there. I just knew that Jesus came for me and he had something planned for me. Mm -hmm. And honestly, until I 58, though, I really felt very purposeless. I looked at other people Mm -hmm. that were loving their jobs or doing something amazing. And I just thought, oh, gosh, I am pretty miserable. I mean, I did not love my job at that point. All the fun of teaching was it was all about a test. And that's not. Why I taught? Why did you go into teaching? Do you remember? But <laughs> well, when I was little, I told my parents that I wanted to teach so I could spank those kids, <laughs> which is hysterical. I was like six, and I just thought that was like, yeah. So I wonder it, if that <laughs> they were in school, rewatching like rowdy kids. I don't know, but I thought you were. But now that I look back on the fact that I said that, it's hysterical. But no, I loved like they were my kids. I was their mama for eight hours a day. True. And some of them I'm still friends with. I see them married with their kids and we're connected. And it's just so rewarding to know that I got to love on that kid for nine months, you know, for school year. They were my kid. Yeah. And when it all went to tests, it just sucked the life right out of it. It sucked the joy right out of it. So but, but there's think, a lot of paperwork, right? A lot of paperwork, but a lot of pressure. Oh, a lot of pressure for test scores to be a certain place, and it didn't. I don't know. It wasn't why I wanted to teach, and I think that that was part of God's mercy because you know, if you love your job, why would you leave your job? Exactly. So at that point, I was. I, I see. Stopped. I see the doors yeah. shutting. Yeah, while the window is opening. Yep. Okay. So we started this little tiny nonprofit yeah. in our garage, which our HOA loved.
0: Yeah, so that what? was t- that was yeah, explain that because oh god that was a
1: pivotal moment for the mission. It was huge. Well, what were you calling yourself? So like we were Project 586, which is based on Isaiah 58, verse six. And for those of us who are okay. not knowledgeable. <laughs> so basically the prophet walks up, Isaiah walks up, and there are these guys that are praying. y'all, they are putting on like a huge display. They want everyone to know that they're praying. They've ripped their clothes. They're sitting in ash. It's a show. And he walks up and he is like ticked. And he says, that is not the fast that our God wants. He wants us to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, set the oppressed free. So what you're doing, no, that's not it. And Uh, so, yeah, it's like. Which is how you felt. When you went to that original Yeah, uh, these, these gifts that are more about us than about them. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. So our garage was full and our HOA <laughs> sent us a lot of nasty letters, a lot of threatening letters, mm-hmm. and I literally called and said, so you're telling me I cannot store things in my garage that I am giving away for free to people that are poor and in need? And they said, that's exactly what we're telling you. You have 10 days to clean out your garage. Why?
0: Why? Are the people coming into the HOA and they don't
1: like that? Right. A lot to, to do with it. There were poor people <laughs> to coming into our you. neighborhood. There were people that were strangers coming to our neighborhood. There were people of other ethnicities coming into our neighborhood. And I don't know. I don't know. But it got ugly. So, mm. but that was, again, that was just like the teaching thing. Right. Right. We wouldn't have left our garage. I mean, we didn't have any money. We didn't have a board at that time. It was seriously brand new, and we had no idea what we were doing. It was kind of like a hobby to try yeah. to make a difference. Yes. And now you're being
0: forced to make it to a either, either give all the stuff away and just give up. abide by the rules and go do your thing and help out when you can. Mm-hmm. Or so to- why
1: didn't you... Do that because that we seems totally, like the path of least resistance. Oh, yeah. But that <laughs> that's never been my path. So we just knew this was what we were supposed to be doing. Like, we just knew. It was, you and your husband. Mm-hmm. Our kids would go with us to serve at that point. Okay. I mean, now they're 13 and 15, and that was 2014. So they were little, and they would go, and if the family had children, they'd love on the babies or play with the dogs or... Hang out with the kids or help us take stuff off the truck into the houses. They were part of it. But that yuckiness from the HOA was a springboard. It made us stretch and grow. And so, if that hadn't happened, who knows how long we would have stayed in the garage? Right. Right. Just doing the little that you could, Mm -hmm. which is still very admirable. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, that's still. But it was very
0: limiting. It is limiting. Wow. Okay. So, I'm sure you are not pleased.
1: That that's oh, it was hard. Happening. It's so hard to go you're... home and not feel like you're at peace in your own house. Oh,
0: absolutely. So. I'm sure people have had listening have had issues with neighbors. <laughs> and yes, and it happens. happens with neighbors. It happens. It happens. So some people might say, well, I'm just going to move and do my own thing. That's kind of what I did. I'm like, I do have too many animals. <laughs> I shall move. Yes, I can get more <laughs> animals. Baby cow last night, by the way. <laughs> I digress. So wait. So You're ticked off at the HOA. You're not feeling happy being in your own space now. Yeah. So what do you do? How do you move forward? How do you even know
1: how to move forward? I honestly have no idea. Looking back, I have no idea how we got connected with the sweet pastor that was at Turanidine Methodist Church. Yeah, that was huge. I can't tell you how we got connected. But the next thing I know, he's saying, hey, we have these two Sunday school rooms that we aren't using. And we would love to invite you guys in. So we started. Taking- Wait, and you're
0: like, invite us in to teach Sunday school? No, he's like, you can
1: set up close closet. So-, so he's actually giving you these two rooms yeah. to use they- at your discretion. discretion. Nothing, yes. So you could bring gave us the key it. to their building. <laughs> we didn't know them from Adam's house cat. Like they just said, okay. "You're doing something <laughs> great here. We want to be a part of it. This is what we have. We're going to give what we have." So pretty, pretty amazing, pretty amazing. So we rented a little storage unit to put the furniture in. We took the clothes and the dishes and all the things there, and it just continued to grow. The church that we were attending, the one that we pulled the angel from, from the angel tree, that church was shrinking. And every time there would be a substantial shrink, Pastor Brent would come to us and say, hey, you know, we combine these two Sunday school groups. So that room is empty. Could I-58 use that re- Or Project 586, could you use that room? Wait, shrinking in attendance kind yeah, of thing? Okay. Yes. Every time we'd say, do you want this space? We'd say yes. And so we ended up. So now you got stuff in two different places. It was very hard.
0: So did you and your family have to, like, what did you do? in okay.
1: the storage unit. <laughs> and a storage unit. Oh, so it was crazy. How do you even know who to help? We would open the doors at... Turin United Methodist for people to come shop. So people just started hearing word of mouth. When you help one person in a community that is suffering, they go tell the people they love who are also suffering. And so the word of mouth and then Turin, when they would get phone calls need from people who needed help, they'd say, Oh, you can come. Project 586 is here on this day. You can come get served. But we weren't doing food. And so that was a hard place because if people need those things, they likely need food too. So there was this teeny tiny one room food pantry in the very back of the church that we attended. We didn't have any connection to it, didn't know much about it, but one of the board members was our pastor's wife. Mm. and so She made the connection. We found out that we were both based on Isaiah 58. They were doing food. We were doing the clothes and the household goods and furniture. And in 2015, we merged into the I-58 mission. And that, is it a proverb? Is that what they're called? What's the 58 thing?
0: I 58, Isaiah 58. Sorry. <laughs>
1: Bible after verse, yeah. I'm more it.
0: please <laughs> forgive me. I am open to learning. <laughs> so, but please share what that verse
1: says. It's the one we talked about a few minutes oh, ago. Oh, it's with a the same verse? Yes. Oh, okay. So we were ba- both based on that and we were five minutes from each other. We had no idea. Oh, interesting. So, Yeah. So then, we pretty much took over that church building. That church ended up closing, and God did crazy, miraculous things for like six months to help us, like well, keep going. Y'all, we had no money. I mean, because you're doing this on your own money, yeah. right? your own. And you are driving
0: too. Thank God, prices of gas were not. Oh yeah, it being what is it? Almost April of 2022, and all the mayhem. Of yeah, everything. But you're still, you're
1: driving things, you're haul, You're taking your time. And we didn't have a truck. You're having to borrow trucks to serve people, furniture, and appliances. Gosh. It was crazy. It literally was. Like yeah. I look back and I'm thinking, how did we even like sustain that time frame? It was right. crazy. But Pastor Brent called one time and said, I don't know how this guy heard about us, but he's a pastor. He's starting a church in Athens. So that's like two and a half hours away. And he heard we were closing and he wants to buy 200 chairs and that'll pay the mortgage for next month. For you. For us. It was crazy stuff like that that Jesus did to keep a roof over our heads and the electricity on.
0: Honestly, you just found yourself saddled with
1: this building on this land that we're sitting in right now, by the way. And uh, we had no way to pay for it. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> and it's not like your husband's also, what is he? He's a teacher. a teacher also. Yeah, so it's not like we're millionaires that, right. oh, it's no big deal let's rule we'll right we'll just no. fund this until it's definitely it not way. no oh, wow so what a leap of faith wait before you continue how did you you know even with my charity which you know yeah it cost me some money and stuff but it was negligible compared to what you were doing I'm helping animals and I'm arranging bike rides and different fundraisers and stuff I still felt pressure right mm-hmm. just little old me and I ended up Having some friends help me, I said, "Oh, I need a board. Let's do this." Kind right? Yep. I can't even imagine what you were feeling. What is that pressure like? It's what? Terrifying. What's that? Yeah,
1: it was very scary. And not knowing the nonprofit world, we had no clue where to start, what to do. Yeah. So when the two organizations merged, that was a huge blessing because they had a board. They had some wonderful people who were willing to talk to you. Yes, and they wanted to serve, and they didn't want to just stop at that part of the verse that says "feed the hungry." They wanted to do the other things too. So it was just—it was amazing. Mm. It was miraculous. Can you
0: remember back? I know you don't want to bring up old stuff, but it's kind of important. What was like the most? Do you have a memory of something that like maybe woke you up in the middle of the night? Or something that just was scared you and almost did anything ever almost make you turn off this path?
1: Nothing made me turn off the path. I mean, I knew that this was what I was supposed to do. Really? But when question, second guess, none of that? I would say like just a lot of fear. Like, how on earth is this going? Like, you're telling me I'm supposed to do this. What? How am I supposed to do this? Like, Okay, I'm being obedient, but what does this even look like? I don't Fear of the unknown. It's like that scene in Indiana Jones where he steps out and there's the invisible bridge. <laughs> and he's like, sweet God, don't let me fall. Really? That's how I yeah. felt. Like, there's nothing there. I see nothing. Uh-huh. And you want me to take a step. So it was terrifying. But but you stepped. But I stepped. Why? I knew I was supposed to. Wow. Okay. When you know you're supposed to do, when God tells you to do something, why wouldn't you say yes? Like, it's going to be a bazillion times better than your own plan. What does that sound like to you when
0: God's talk? I just knew and I just like knew. Like in you your just, gut. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just knew. And if you didn't do it, was it a different feeling in you? Were you feeling not? Yeah. like you feel like yucky? Yeah. You know, like when you're writing a letter to somebody and you're saying something you probably should not <laughs> This happens to me and I'm saying something I probably shouldn't
1: say. And then I get that icky feeling. You're like, yep. okay, I can't say that. Yep. You know, same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was pretty amazing. Was wow. Amazing. So you're stepping off in faith. And the, I think the scariest, like you were asking, the scariest moment, we had a church that came in and bought the property. Because the property was for sale.
0: It was for so sale. We didn't mention that. The, the church closed yet. This property we're in right now, the whole thing and the church the building, how many acres is it? 15 acres. Oh, wow. 15 acres in actually... Right off the town of Sonoy, which has blown up, had the Walking Dead, which is where one of my restaurants is. And that's how I found out about you guys. But that's 10,000. That's prime
1: rent. real estate. Yeah. Cause that, we're right off 16 and what a mile from Main Street. Yeah. 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 So when that church bought the building, they were very gracious to us. Sonoy First Baptist, they were very, very kind to us. They said, We're not moving for two years. You have two years. So you have two years to find a place hmm. and that's you're safe. We're just going to ask you to do a thousand dollars a month, which probably didn't even cover the electric. Oh my gosh.
0: A thousand dollars a month for 15 acres and how many square feet? 10,000 square feet.
1: 10,000 square feet. Unbelievable. So literally probably didn't cover the power. Oh, absolutely it? not. So that was the scariest moment, I think, because the board. Well, you still have to come up with a thousand dollars. And that happened. That was happening. That's a lot of money. That was happening. There wasn't a lot left, but that was happening. How was that happening? From your garage? People were hearing about the ministry and they wanted to support. Wow. And so it was really cool. But I kept saying, yo, I don't know how it's going to happen. And I can't write the check, but this is where we're supposed to be. And of course, I'm very girly and I wear my heart on my sleeve. So all the very kind mail board members are like, it's going to be okay, honey. This is not our building. They bought it. Do You you got that right? They just bought it. A little little so we, smack the, of reality. Yeah. Reality check. We need to start looking for a property. It's going to be okay. God will take care of us. But they bought it. They're coming here. This is not yours. And I'm like in my head going, mm-hmm. no, this is our building.
0: <laughs> oh, you were pretty sure. I
1: knew. And so, so two years later, when our time should have been up, I will never forget there at that time, their youth pastor, Jonathan, was here doing devotion for our Thursday pantry. And he said— He's pretty amazing, by the yes. way. I have. So sweet. Friends. Yes. And he said, sometimes it's not about us. And this time it wasn't about us. He said, were we obedient? Did we hear the Holy Spirit say, buy this property? Yes. He said, but it wasn't for us. It was for I-58 mission. And Wait, I, have they already decided have, that they were going to— They were going like to you? sell it to us. So this is what they did. And y'all, if you Google properties in Sonoy off of Main Street, you will see what a big deal this is because it is, I mean, there are million dollar houses right down the road. Oh, I know. It's blown up. So they said, if you pay us what we owe the bank, then we will interest free fund the rest for seven years. You just pay us back. And all we want is what we paid for the property which was $550,000, which was still a deal back then. Oh, crazy deal. Crazy deal. But you can't buy 15 acres. No, you really can't. I mean, it's crazy. And so we don't do fundraisers. We share the vision.
0: Yeah. I remember when you started with, I think somebody had written a check for $15,000 or something like that. There was some big check. And you're like, we're on our way. On the way. I'm like,
1: (laughs) ooh, (laughs) that's a really long long way to go. Yeah. Was there a timeline on that? Yeah, we had about a year. It was like three twenty-five that we needed to raise. We had about a year to do that. Wow. Not doing fundraisers. So we just shared with people, Yep, this is what Jesus is doing here. This is the opportunity that is put in front of us. This is where we feel like we're supposed to be. If you want to come alongside us, we would be grateful. And so in a year, Jesus raised over $300,000 dollars. We were able to buy the property. We have five years left to pay off the rest and nobody but him could do that. That's incredible. So That's when you're incredible. walking in the steps that he has for you, it's not always pain-free or fear-free. I've always had this image. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I've always had this image of it. Like you and your dad are in the, you're in the field and there are flowers and it's beautiful and the grass is high. And your dad is taking those steps and he's, he's pressing the grass. Oh, down. he's mashing it down for you so you can make your way. And that's how I feel about I love that. what Jesus has done for us. I
0: love that. What's a nice way to say that. It's been beautiful. And is, is there stress every month in making these payments? One of the many reasons for this podcast is to collect, connect, and share information that will add to your life. It is my honor and pleasure to share products with you that I buy, use, and believe in that are high quality, sustainable, responsible to our earth, and that actually work. One product I have been using for almost a year now, every day, and now twice a day with the diagnosis of my Lyme disease, is collagen. Collagen is a buzzword right now because collagen is a protein that makes up 30% of our bodies. And like everything else, as we age, we lose it. Fine lines, brittle nails. Dull hair, achy joints, dry skin are all part of why collagen is so essential. So let me share why Elaine Collagen, the brand I use, is in my opinion more effective than what's out there on those shelves. It is easy to use, tasteless, and dissolves into any beverage. It's non-GMO, and it's from cows raised in Spain, and no chemicals are used for its extraction. Bingo, speaking my language you can experience the benefits for yourself and receive 15% off by using the code SecondWind, all one word at checkout at elainewellness.com. And if you want to know more about Elaine and her second wind story, listen to her episode. The title is plot twist. There's no such thing as anti-aging from March 15, 2021. Now back to the episode.
1: There's not stress, but there's stress. (laughs) Like, I know he's going to bring it, so I can rest in that. But when you make a deposit for a whole week and it's $1,100 and you're thinking, okay, that week's gift will pay for the lights. Like, okay, now, Lord, we kind of need this to be paid for and that to be paid for. And, you know, there's so much that goes into it. And even just running the pantry, yesterday I sent two of our sweet volunteers shopping. Because there were things, there were feminine products that are non-negotiable that we didn't have. And so uh-huh. I was like, okay, we have to take part of the budget. We need to go buy those because our ladies won't have that. And they have to have that. And you can't, if you can't eat it, you can't buy it with food stamps. And so there are always needs. Mm-hmm. So we just look to him to fill the gap. Because how do you budget for something mm-hmm. like this? Right? Because you just don't. You don't it, know what you're you going to eat. Know. Yeah. So. We have a lot of amazing community partners and church partners that do food drives or give monthly financially. So it just, it it always comes together. It always comes together.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Let's get into how does this work?
1: Like for somebody who's never been to something like this or knows about it, how does it work? So we serve the four counties that are around us, Coweta, Spalding, Merriweather, and Fayette. And if you are in need in those areas, you can come on Thursday. Thursday is our pantry day. It is the best day of the week, y'all. It's so much fun. It is. It's a blast.
0: There's so much energy in here. Yeah. It, like makes your hair stand
1: up. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. We have pastors on rotation, so we do devotion. It's like a little mini church service. It really is. I was not prepared for that. When, <laughs> I, would,
0: when I was bagging food and I was still bagging while I was like, what's happening? Oh, yeah, talking. And then somebody said, You have to stop banging. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <All> right. <laughs> sorry, making noise over here. I just didn't, I didn't get it.
1: Yeah. It's, but everybody it's comes and sits it down, volunteers and clients. We Even all sit. Yep. We all gather. And now we have a few musicians that come and do music, which our people love. Last week, the young man that did music had learned a hymn. Just for this, because he saw the week before a lot of older folks, and he's like, I really want to do a song that I think most of our people will know. They would know, yeah. And it, oh, when he started, like all the voices that I could hear around me, young and old and Southern and Northern and singing, rich. And yeah, it was amazing. Oh, it, oh. I think that's probably what heaven is going to sound like. It oh, was so cool. Oh my god, It was so cool. So we do devotion. There are some great things that come in, Mm -hmm. but they're not necessities. They're not, it's not a clothing item or, you know, a high chair. It's not one of the things that we'd keep in one of our spaces that our people shop from. But it's cool stuff. It's great stuff. Sometimes it's like cleaning products. Sometimes it's shower chairs for our elderly folks. Sometimes it's... It's home decor too. It's home decor, which our older ladies love. Yeah. It's It's purses and jewelry that we wouldn't keep downstairs. So we put that on our stage and after devotion, our folks get to go up on the stage and shop and everything's free. But the ladies that do the stage, it looks like a storefront. It really does. It's It's so so beautiful. beautiful. So our people go up there and shop. And then one of our volunteers, Big Jerry, will call their name when it's their turn. They'll get their grocery cart. We have grocery carts, which is so fun. And they'll go through the little pantry like it's a store and they'll pick out what their family needs, which is part of how we encourage and love on them is giving them choices because everybody doesn't matter your socioeconomic standing everybody has likes and dislikes and everybody has opinions so to be able to esteem by saying your opinion matters mm-hmm. get what you like it's part of the joy of, of what we do and it's orchestrated chaos it really is and it really isn't chaotic like I thought it's it was super crazy busy. It's a lot of it's busy now.
0: busy, but people are in order. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because I was very impressed at people know where they're supposed to stand in line and they know when it's their turn and they don't get antsy that it's not their turn yet. Everybody's, yeah, it's family. So people you're serving, mm-hmm. what does that number look like? Oh gosh. Like what? Okay, better, better question. When you
1: started doing it, how many are you serving so if we hit 50 to 75 that seems like a lot we thought everybody in Sonoy was here that's 75 families (laughs) you're serving Mm -hmm. not individuals but family we thought that was just like holy moly this is huge yeah and then two christmases ago we broke 200 families wow and this place was we were hanging from the rafters there were (laughs) there were people everywhere but they know that Thanksgiving and Christmas, we do special things. And so even the folks that we may not have gotten to see throughout the year, they come Thanksgiving and Christmas, which is it's like a family reunion, you know, where you get to see the folks that you miss that you they don't need you all year, which is good. Yeah, I was going to it's a positive thing. But we typically get to see everybody those two weeks. And there is an application process, right, that people have to go through. Is they is fill it, out a like, form? A form. But. As long as they live in our four counties and they have needs and we love on them. It's
0: incredible. It's incredible. And I, as I was coming down here and noticing the new floors, the new paint, all these amazing, it's just gorgeous down yeah. here. I saw a brand new front loader washer and dryer. Oh, my God. And I said, what's that? And it turns out that not only can you wash some of the beddings and I mean, people don't have mattresses or sheets or covers yeah. or any of this stuff a lot. A lot more than you would think. Right. And they're able to wash stuff that gets donated that needs it. But also wash clothes for people that are homeless. Yeah. We, and that's a huge need. It's a huge need. I mean.
1: Because what do you do if you're homeless? How do you? One of our gentlemen will come in and he'll bring. We had two sleeping bags so we can rotate. So we give him the clean one. We take the dirty one. Wash it so that we can love on him in that way. Wash his clothes for him. And we're super excited because our next endeavor in that same realm is a shower for our homeless folks oh so we had the shower donated now we're working on the plumbing and all of those components but that'll be a game changer i mean imagine how you feel just doing yard work right yeah you want to come in and but to live in those clothes for a week
0: yeah sleep everything do you ever if somebody like that you know is homeless and i know i've tried to hire people from here doesn't always work Okay, it never worked, but it was a good effort. It was a good effort. Good effort. You send them off to go sleep in a sleeping bag, and it could be 30 degrees that night. Yeah, it's heartbreaking.
1: So how do you deal with that? We try to connect them with, like, the nest, which is in Noonan. They open when temperatures fall below 32. Okay. But there's nothing in Sonoy for the homeless. Wow. And, you know, we have the land, but we don't have the ability yet to house anybody so is that what you're thinking in the future i think that'd be pretty cool oh really wow that's a whole nother it's a whole nother beast but wow to know that we have like a young mom and her baby living in her van that's heartbreak how that is how do you care for a baby and a, i mean I, I can't even wrap my head around it yeah so to have housing that would be yeah i knew i was doing what i could and
0: that was way better and that's how i could sleep at night mm-hmm. You can only do what you could do. Right. Can you sleep at night? Do you sleep at night? That's a good question, right? Yeah. We didn't. Over
1: that. <laughs> yeah, it's hard on your heart. It's hard on your heart. You know, when you get the phone calls that say we don't have electricity and we have children, it's painful. What happens when they call? We have a countywide resource guide that all of like the local nonprofits are in and it tells who offers what. Okay. And so we try to connect them and lead them in the right direction. And we have some sweet church partners. We have one church partner. I hope that Pastor Blake doesn't beat me <laughs> for telling the story, but one church is the real deal. They housed one of our families on their property for a week. Well, yeah. That's amazing. I don't know how many rules we may have broken by doing that, but as for forgiveness, they were like, we're not turning them away. And a lot of, Businesses, organizations, churches—you know—they're very concerned about following the rules, and sometimes the people get lost. And mm-hmm. The people are more important than the rules, and so I—I I could not have been more proud of my church than than right then. Okay, deep breath.
0: Okay, so <laughs> give me a story of maybe somebody who's come to you that you through this. You you saw your efforts just blossom and be that thing and just speak
1: to your heart and be like, yes, I'm where I need to be. I'm sure you have a million of those stories. Yeah, there are so many stories. But this is just a tiny, tiny, tiny instance. So a few weeks ago, we had a gentleman come to look at our warehouse because we were worried about some water issues out there. And he was getting a tour of the main building. And I told him, I said, okay, don't leave. I want to see your face after you've seen the building and I I want to know what you think. And so he had finished the tour and I was coming out to say goodbye and hug his neck. And he said, There's a lot of esteeming that happens here. I just see how clean and everything's so nice and organized. And I said, Yeah, we really, we really want to esteem and build up our people, provide dignity, provide dignity. Yeah. And at that moment, One of our ladies was checking out. She had grocery shopped and she was on her way out the door with her little buggy. And she turned around and she said, and if you don't have dignity when you get here, you have it when you leave. And that's, that is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We want our people to feel so loved, so esteemed, so valuable. Not, hey, you're poor and this is what we have and you should appreciate it. Or, Mm -hmm. hey, this is good enough for you. We don't do the good enough mentality. God didn't give us mediocre; He gave us His best, he gave us Jesus, wow. and so we want to give our best. So for her to turn around and say that, wow! I mean, that's a moment I will never forget. That's amazing. Oh my god,
0: <laughs> it's a beautiful place. So you don't teach anymore. This you do full time. Yeah. What does that Here. look like? In a what's it? Oh what's gosh. A day <laughs> Karma now.
1: It's all over the place and it's, it's because you also everyday. love
0: animals. So you have
1: yes. what? Three. Okay. We can't talk about it because <laughs> still in the HOA. However, a lot. You <laughs> love animals. We have too. a lot of rescue dogs that we adore. I have two kiddos that are busy people and yeah. agers. Yeah. My daughter turns 13 today. So oh. big deal. So it's busy outside of here, but here it's a blast. I mean, it is, it never looks the same which I love. I don't like, I I could not sit at a desk and do the same thing every day. So this is my heart. So it may look like us getting a ridiculously huge donation of clothes and the shelves being full and me coming down and helping the ladies sort. It might look like Judith and Jackie, our pantry coordinator and her partner in crime. It might look like today, they're going to go pick up a pallet of water. So it may look like me unloading the box truck of water. You know, you just you never know what's going to happen. What's going to come in? Who's going to show up that needs help? Yesterday y'all yesterday was amazing. So we partnered in the past with Pathways. And What's it, Pathways for those who It's know. a it's a house for women who are coming out of addiction. Right. And one of their precious beautiful young women graduated the program. Mm. She's getting her apartment. This weekend, so she came yesterday and we loaded her up. I mean, we went to the warehouse and she picked out beds and she picked out a, uh, a table and she was our her life. Yes, uh, substance free. Yeah, with her babies. So it, uh, yesterday was beautiful. So it may look like being in the warehouse moving furniture, you just never know. But that's part of the joy, you know. It's never the same. So keeps me on my toes. Oh my gosh, Karma, this is amazing. I mean, who could not, I mean,
0: I'm back here and I'm like, oh, I got to start coming back. (laughs) Takes me an hour to get here, but that's okay. Because that's nothing. It's totally worth it. So how can people find you? How, I mean, do you take
1: donations? We do take donations. We do. We ask that all clothing items, shoes, all those things be whole and stay free. We want it to be clean and beautiful to give. We definitely take financial assistance. If your wife is replacing her washer and dryer, we would love the old one if it still works and it's rust free. Like we take so many things uh, so that we can use that to love on people, you know?
0: Yeah. If, you, if you're going to sell something because you're getting something new and it works Con- and you're going to make it. maybe 50 bucks. Yeah. Why not right. donate it instead? Because that's going to mean way more than that. Absolutely. That, that, that little dollar.
1: monetary yeah. thing. That one millet at Longhorn. yeah exactly it it could be a game changer for one of our families yeah it's huge oh i love how you said that so where should they direct these things okay so we are located at 2450 highway 85 in so physical donations can come there our website is the i58mission.org and it is beautiful and it kind of gives you a landscape of what all we do and how you can pour in, there's a list of food needs on there. Every week we try to update it according to what we need in the pantry. And you can give financially by sending a check. Our PayPal is the i58mission at gmail.com. And then there's a giving option on our website. So lots of ways to pour in. I love that. I've got a really quick question just in case. If somebody's not in the state,
0: say they're in California, but they're moved by this story. Because how could you not? <laughs> and Say it's a friend of mine and she wants to say, buy $100 worth of, say, feminine hygiene. Oh gosh. Or huge you always need diapers yep. and wipes and things like that. As I Amazon knows us by name. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How would someone do that? Could they order it they somewhere order and it gets delivered? Or site
1: and then ship it straight to the building. Mm-hmm.
0: And can people peasy. then, for people who are interested in it, get a donation form, a tax letter? Does that happen? Can
1: it happen? It can happen. Yeah, it can definitely happen. We have receipt books. If it's shipped, a lot of times, though, we don't know who it came from. Mm -hmm. So you would definitely want to shoot me an email or call up here and say, hey, you should be expecting this gift. Here's my information. Can you send me a receipt? Which would be really good for you, too, to know what's coming. Oh, yeah. It's very helpful. Could be helpful. Yeah. But it's also fun. It's like Christmas when Amazon shows up because we don't know who sent what. Right. You know, you might be opening a box of razors. We had this company in California. I don't know how they heard about us, but they kept sending us boxes of 500 loose tampons. We're like, sweet. We'll take that. Oh, it's like, I, it's the same thing with
0: the dog food I would get from a warehouse that I cannot say because trouble. But if a bag gets nicked, it goes into the trash. Yep. When there are all these hungry puppies out there. I know. I know. I'm like, give it to me. I'll come in the cover of night.
1: Exactly. Seriously. Yeah. Because it makes no sense for it to go in a dumpster. We have a couple stores that call us when things are going into the dumpster.
0: <laughs> I mean, what? we are got to circumvent some of this red, red tape, tape that people are, are no
1: one. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. Karma, thank you so much thank for your life. I'm so excited. I love sharing what he's doing here. It's good. Well, I
0: mean, you are the vehicle. You are the, <laughs> what do you call I'm that? I'm just, you're the. What is that? The God and then the thing and the person in between. What is that? The vehicle, conduit, conduit.
1: Oh, I looked that one <laughs> too. Conduit. Yeah. I'll take that. I'm just grateful that he he allows me to participate. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much for your Thank time. You. A big hug,
0: and until next time, breathe in your second wind. Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile, made you think, and made you feel.